The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Thank you for uh, tuning into the brighter side this week. We're going to take it down a notch. We've been getting a little too fucking silly and full of ourselves. We got to get back to our 9-11 memorial roots. So we're going to get a little, uh, we're going to get a little intense today and uh, we're going to be talking about addiction and recovery and we're going to try to find the brighter side of uh, that fucking horrible beast. And joining us today is a good friend of the show, Taylor Ketchum. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And as always, we got Cena John and Amber Nelson and uh, Sam Wirtz. How you doing, darling? Doing all right. How was the sunshine for you today? Was it wonderful? Oh, you know, I was working all day, so it was good to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brighter side of that is you're making money. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. It's great to be here, and I think it's really cool to be talking about one of the a topic that no one really ever likes to talk about, and we all have friends that have been through something like this, um, and I think we're really excited to dive in. We're rocking and rolling. Now, Taylor, when was the first time you were like... <laughs> Amber always gets right into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so you know, like, she just, like, fucking, like, likes to just, like, hammer it When was your first erection? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, like, the most interesting... Th- I think it's, like, the thing that stands out about me the most, so it becomes very quickly, like, yeah. the podcast conversation. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice to just have it, for once, be a situation where... Going into that, the punk, the the recording, I already know that's what's going to happen because it's always like something people unrelated. spring it on you when you yeah, like, like yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about my I show. Have, I have jokes about it, so it's like I kind of <laughs> can't get away from it, and that's uh, what people go to. But yeah, I honestly didn't. I had no idea until Amber told me. She when she told me you were going to be on the show, I got so excited. I've been wanting to meet you for a while. Oh, big, thank big, you. Big men, you know, got to stick together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you play football? I did. I played. Uh, I played in. Uh, I played football in college. I, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. What college? Ohio University. Fuck yeah, the man! American Conference. What were you? I was a center. Fuck, I was a center too. Right, yeah, I didn't get the. We, we got Wait, oh, just jack each other off already. Jesus oh, we're talking here. <laughs> <laughs> Two bears are gonna start gonna make a brush fire if they rub each other enough. Hey, if Ben Bang don't like each other, then who's gonna like them? Nobody. <laughs> we gotta stick together. <laughs> now, all right. So Taylor, when was the first time you were like, I gotta go get help? When I was like 26. 26? And how old are you now? 34. Okay. 34. Um, now, what was going on? What was that moment when you're like, I've got to get help for this? I mean, I was, I was, a, I was a, addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I didn't have uh, I, I didn't have I, I didn't really have a place to live. I was uh, I had I started off when you know I had a job and I was living with this girl. We had an apartment and um, slowly but surely, like just things started chiseling away. Um, I had you know my car. I didn't have my car. Then I didn't have my apartment. Then the girlfriend. Then I'm you know just like living out of a backpack. <clears throat> and uh, but it was always like I, I was I knew that I needed help, but I just kind of wasn't in that place where I was like really sincerely, genuinely like wanting it. You know, like I knew I needed to get like nip this in the bud somehow, but I just wasn't in that place. So I, it was a, it took a few more years for me to finally like. So you were homeless. So you were homeless. You had nowhere yeah, to well, go. Yeah, well, home homeless is like a is like a, you had a car. You know. No, no, I, I wasn't in a car. I was just I was in and out of motels. So oh, like, okay. I, I wasn't like there was a few days where I was on, like on the street streets, but I had like a, a whole hustle. It was, but it was a very fine line. I was like very close to being ho- like homeless, homeless all the time. But I just I shoplifted and I I, I I I boosted stuff and then I fenced it to these like Persian chicken shit. Mafia people. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's yeah. pump the brakes here. Why you gotta bring the Persians well, into it? I say that in a loving way, the, um, and they're it's not chicken. Nice sh- we provide shelter to addicts. Um, yeah, well, thank you for supporting my habit for all that these years. That is what my parents uh, taught me when I was a boy. Yeah, they, they really helped me out in a lot of jams. I'm sorry we didn't say. I'm sorry we didn't tell you to go get help instead of just buying. Your- a couple times you did, but it was kind of uh, it was kind of in this naive way where they were actually where the, you need to get help, Taylor. You're a good boy, and it's like you're saying that for you to feel like less of a scumbag for buying my stuff. You don't. Uh, if I don't come to you, if I'm not addicted to drugs, then you don't get to s- ship these Pepsi ACs to wherever the fuck you send them. Yes. So what would you steal? You would steal like just stuff from like Eckerd's and shit. Uh, yeah, basically, I would base. I, I, I was living in Los Angeles. That's where yeah. I, that's where I grew up, and I was I would just I would take the bus or the subway into like the valley, and I would go to Ven- like the end of Ventura Boulevard. And I would just, I would have a backpack and I would just hit every Dwayne, every, they don't have Dwayne Reeds in LA, but just CVS and Rite Aid and Walgreens and yeah. every grocery store, just try, just stealing a little bit from every place until, and that's how I supported my habit for and this three was, or four years. So this was like 2000, something like, like year 2000, shit like that? Uh, no, no, no. Later, like 2005, 2008. How would you get around the detectors? Would you just like walk you around? Just Sometimes you just, you just uh, you can, walk you, around? You, you can rip them off or you can just, if you just, Nobody that works at a grocery store wants to be a fucking police officer, you know? If yeah. you just if you just walk out Especially like no one's going to tackle your massive ass. You, well, I, I was I didn't look this way back. I have gained a lot of weight. I was oh, a yeah? little more shot out back then. Yeah. But like if if I walk out of a CVS with stolen stuff and the the alarm goes off and somebody goes, "Hey," and I turn around and I go, "Hey, what is this? Do you what, you think I you think I stole from you?" <laughs> and just keep walking. Yeah. Nobody's going to fall. They're not going to yeah. track you down. They make $10. They don't give a shit. So, yeah. I just did, I I did I did it every day for 3 years, 7 days a week. Uh and I, I got caught twice. Damn. Now, uh, to look on the brighter side of it, you said you had a hustle. Uh, and unfortunately, it was for drugs. Do you think you've translated that hustle into comedy or your career today for the mm. positive? Um, I think that... And now he steals jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, From Persians. <laughs> um, I think that it just... I don't think that I, I like, I, I take what I learned as a heroin addict and I apply it in this... I don't think I necessarily do that. Yeah. But... Um, I think that when you, when if if you're able to overcome something like a, an, an insane addiction or whatever your cross to bear is, 
when you get out of that, I think that it helps kind of define or create a perspective of, of gratitude and uh, like where you, where you kind of appreciate the time that you have a little more. And um, in that respect, I think that it can benefit you later in, in life. I don't yeah. think I learned like how to be a, how to work or how to show up for something because of drugs. But I definitely think that I, I probably, before I got, before all of this happened, I, I just didn't, I wasn't grateful for anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so now I kind of think that I appreciate the time that I have probably a little more. And the people you're around, I'm sure you, you have a quicker yeah. judgment, assessation, that's not a word, <laughs> assessment, it also, assessment well, with people. It yeah. also opened me up to a, a whole world of, I'm more tolerant than I, than I, ever was before because I mean I grew up in this I grew up in the suburbs I wasn't a rich kid but I wasn't a poor kid and I yeah. um, when you're when you when you go from being like this jock playing football and um, going to college and doing that whole thing and then five years later you're in a tent shooting heroin at three in the morning on Skid Row with a 70 year old black man that was you know whatever like was molested and you know has this insane background and you're um, you know listening to Otis Redding, Redding from a little piece of shit radio that's battery operated like yeah. that definitely um changes how you when did treat you, people yeah when did you first start using and what was your first drug of choice i mean i started smoking pot when i was like 12 years old you know yeah, yeah. But yeah. um and do you then, think pot is kind gateway? of like what yeah not necessarily a gateway but what kind of got you in to i guess it's a gateway right i guess i'm trying to not use <laughs> that right, word I, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think anything's a gateway i think that um a lot of people you know my mom smoked pot in the 70s my uncle smoked pot and the, they're you know they're not they didn't start smoking meth after that um i think it's just different for every i think it just happens to be that's the it's the gateway for people that are uh that would do it anyway. That are yeah. inclined already to become, or biologically, they're just drug addicts. They're wired that way. You know, of course, it's going to be their gateway. But one thing it does make you is extremely annoying to me if you smoke pot. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, no, I don't think it's necessarily uh, like a, you're, I know you're a big pothead. I'm just being cute. But yeah. What was your? What was <laughs> your uh, I'm going to ask you a weird question. What did you like to listen to? What was your favorite? Uh, Music, you said you were listening to Otis Redding. Was you were you listening to a lot of soul music for heroin or no? Well, what's um, with some good heroin tunes? <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's yeah, I know uh, the like, most of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. To, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't have every single penny that I had went to went to drugs. Yeah. Every hour of my day went to drugs. Um. So I didn't like. I didn't have opinions on yeah. on music. I wasn't like, uh, let's go cop this dope and then get this. Get this coke, and then we got to go get outfits, and then um, and then let's go listen to air, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't have, I didn't see movies, I didn't have a social life. I just was, but um, but I did listen. I did uh, air uh, talky walky. Oh, was yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, was a big one. I love that album. Yeah, yeah. I listened. I used to get high and listen to that for like a when I still had an apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just listened to 
street sounds and sounds cars honking later. Yeah. I, I guess what, what I'm still wondering about is kind of like what were your progression was? Because there's a lot of people that start off smoking pot. Like you were saying that like your parents were smoking pot in the 70s, but they didn't necessarily go into like methamphetamines. How do you think your progression was? And you were referring earlier to some biological things that you feel like maybe you are wired to this. Is that, did, did I, I hear that correctly? I don't know. I don't really like, I, I don't think a lot about that's like a thing that like people in the recovery world like to argue about like is it biological is it a, is it a character defect is it you know what I don't know anymore and I don't care and I don't like like whatever I have the I have whatever it is um I got out of college and I just immediately like I had I played football and I, I was a kind of a jock but I was I always was kind of like I, when I was in high school I got really into the rave scene and taking acid and ecstasy and all this shit but then I'd be like, oop, I got to play sports now, better behave myself. And then I went to college and I played football and stuff. And then um, as soon as that was over, I was like, this this is going to get nasty. I already knew it. And then immediately I I moved back to Los Angeles and started doing coke and whatever was in front of me. And then um, and then a couple years later, eventually heroin was in front of me. And can, can you? I I know. Hopefully it's it's okay for you. But I mean, how did you? How was that first time? How did they even be confronted with you? Because I know a uh, lot of us have cocaine around us, a lot of um, weed around us, but how does heroin get in front of you? One of my one of my best friends um, was uh, heavily addicted to OxyContin at the time. Mm-hmm. My brother was in rehab. My younger brother had started doing heroin about four months before uh, before okay. I did. Then my my family intervened on him and sent him away. Um, I went to visit him and I was like, "How'd you? How did the heroin thing happen?" And he told me some story about, "Oh, this guy came over or whatever." And then he started going to downtown LA to buy drugs. Um, and back in 2002, and you know, up until very recently, it was extremely easy to go to downtown Los Angeles and buy any kind of drug that you wanted to buy. We were in LA at the same time. Yeah, it was like it's like uh, if you've seen The Wire, it's like Amsterdam. It's mm-hmm. just uh, it's just let's push that over there. So my friend came over and he was addicted to OxyContin and he didn't have enough money to get OxyContin and he was starting to get sick and he was starting to get scared and paranoid and withdrawing. And he said, um, I had an apartment in downtown LA at the time um, and he came up to me and he was he came to my apartment and was like, dude, I'm, I'm getting sick and I don't have enough money for Oxys and uh, I only have 20 bucks and how, how am I, do you know how to get heroin? Where can I get heroin? And I, was, I, just, told, I just said, uh, my brother told me that they sell it on 5th and Broadway and I lived, right, I lived a few blocks from there. And he was like, "Well, I don't want to go get it. You see, if, if you can, if you can get it, I'll I'll give you a bag. And like the bags cost five dollars a piece. So I got, got I was gonna get four bags. How, how five dollars get you high f- once, twice? I mean, if if I gave it to you, it, you would be fucking on another planet. Is it because I'm so hours. tiny? No, it's because you because it's because you've never done it before. Uh, that's true. Wow. Yeah. And now, how do they? How do you describe going through the transaction of selling it and buying it? In those days, everybody used to walk in and down, downtown LA is like um, it's like Fulton Mall if you could if you could imagine that, but worse and more ghetto. Mm-hmm. And these uh, you know these drug dealers hang out and they. They whisk, They go chiba 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 as they walk down the street, and there are these little chibas for heroin. Yeah, well, in Los Angeles, yeah, and that's and, like uh, the Mexican way of saying it. Fulton Mall just means t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, with chiba. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they, you tell them how many you want. Back in those days, they were five dollar bags, and you told them how much you wanted. You'd be like, here's, you'd hand them twenty dollars, and they'd spit out four balloons, and then they <gasps> would give them to you, and then you'd put them in your mouth, and then you'd go home. 
or go wherever. The balloons in the mouth? Yeah, that's how they moved them because you can swallow them because there's a lot f- for cops that are on foot and stuff. And they would they would puke up the thing like no a, no they like were just a, no they didn't puke them they were oh, just, they so, were they're in their mouth <laughs> yeah. so they just like cheeked them and Jeez. left somebody yeah, yeah no, they, they would they would shit them out right there and then you dig through their feces <laughs> and then you put it in your mouth and take it home that's like Costco you just yeah. get in there you get the raw shit that's good. it was insane it was like uh, it was just an open air free wow. fall back then now it's not because of William Bratton the police chief who was the police chief during the Rudy Giuliani era as well. He went up, he went, went to Los Angeles and just totally. And he like, does the broken the window theory, right? The broken I'm, glass I might window. Be, yeah, we were talking, me, me and Amber were talking about this. It's, uh, I, I might be fucking up that, that, uh, sl- that whatever it's called, but it's like the broken glass theory of criminology. Or, or, anyways, it's like, you know how like, uh, Sometimes police will be like, well, they'll arrest somebody and they'll be like, or they'll stop somebody and they'll be like, oh, you're just some chicken shit low life. We're, we're going for the big fish here. We want the, yeah. um, the, the William Bratton, Rudy Giuliani theory is um, arrest every single person that you see and work your way up. Yeah. So that's kind of how, and it works to clean up a neighborhood. It really does. And that's kind of what they did to downtown LA and LA. And that's why there's alternative comedy shows there now where I used to, you know, buy crack. <laughs> that's nice. Things change. Yeah. Well, and so that's it. You just mentioned crack. We so. should still want to go to the neighborhood, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> You're so blown away by this. It's like a good bringer show. Uh, yeah. Just come get the... Wait, so you, you said crack too. So what was the progression for you? Did it go... Oh, once you're, once you're doing heroin, you're doing all of it. Right? You're it not, doesn't, yeah, you're not going to be matters. like... I mean, for the most part, yeah. You know, it's just... Is there anything you turned your nose up at? Not really. Yeah? No. So it was like, hey man, you want to hit this bong, bro? You're like, go no, fuck I, I, yourself. I, 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 I wouldn't say I thought my, it just wasn't in, it just right. wasn't around at that point in my gotcha. life. I mean, I used to love pot and then it turned on me and then I stopped. Uh, mm. Now tell us about the time, the first time you shot up heroin, because that's a pretty interesting story or funny at least. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh good. Well, I was, I was, um, I was smoking it. Uh, I was smoking it and snorting it for a few weeks. And uh, when you... When you go to down, when you would when you would try to when you would go to downtown LA to cop, you would oftentimes if it was slow and there wasn't a lot of people out, you would start keep circling the block and you'd see the same guy over and over again. And eventually he'd be like your friend, you know, like for the time, you know, hey, you're looking for dope, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm tr- where where is everybody? I don't know, man. It's slow. All right, well let's 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 look together. And then you once you found somebody, you just completely you you don't even turn around. You just get your stuff and you walk away like you never even met that person in your whole life. And this kid, he was a street kid, and he asked me if I needed a an outfit. He asked me, uh, he asked me if I needed a syringe, and he and I go, uh, no, man, I'm cool. And um, and he was like, oh, you already got one? Where'd you did you go? Yours the, the needle exchange? Or did you go to Rite Aid or what? And I was like, oh no, I just I just I don't need one. And he was like, what do you, what do you mean you don't need one? And I and I I was like, I snored it. And he just looked at me like I was the biggest piece of shit he'd ever seen in his life. And he goes, you snort dope up your nose? Ugh. <laughs> and, um, and, what are you, classless? Yeah, and then I was like, give me that fucking thing. And then that was I got peer pressured into by a homeless person. The needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you use How a much belt? was the needle? They're a dollar. They were, do- a, dollar. They were a dollar a piece on the street, yeah. But do I bet you, you meet some interesting people on the street. At least that's I'm trying to think of brighter sides. <laughs> you at least oh, dude, you know I've t- a million. I, and I I met one guy who's like my best friend of this day, and he's sober and living a great life, and just got married. And I met him on Skid Row. That's oh. the only person that I've. Uh, that's the only person I can name like that. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, I used to have a, I used to have this uh, drug dealer named Shy Red, and he was this like sixty eight year old black dude in South Central, and he'd been shooting dope since like the late sixties, early seventies. God damn! And um, how does that even... forty years of heroin? Yeah, yeah, he was an old man. How and do you he, live? You just like you nickel and dime your way that. through life. Also, can I just interject here? We've been using the word dope to describe heroin, which I've always described heroin as the word dope. Yeah, but so many people and generations above us. Describe weed as dope. This, it's well, that's all, more all like your that's dope. like your your principal said that shit. Exactly. Not like, uh, no, not, but these are still human beings that are that are misusing this word that are yeah. running around saying you smoke the dope, do you? I think dope's just a synonym for drugs. But that's no, but heroin. But it, it in 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 that subculture, it means yeah. heroin. Yeah, I've always else. thought it meant yeah, heroin. Yeah. yeah, once you get once you get like to that that level, you know. It just means nobody's like you know. Let's go if, if when somebody says let's get dope, let's get yeah. some dope. That's what they're talking. They're not talking about some reefer, you know. So was uh, was shooting heroin better than snorting it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eddie. God know. damn it, Eddie. I don't yes. Know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You. I've heard you got some. You got some. Some know-how, you you know. I mean, I did blow. I, I mean, a couple times in college. Shooting cocaine you know, is the most insane A couple times thing you in college. Shot, you shot <laughs> cocaine? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's insane. That's the most insane you thing you can do. You ever shoot, like, liquor? One, yeah. What was that like? What? Um, it was stupid. And I was, uh, I was did in a... Did you get uh, hammered? Uh, yeah, I was, I was basically... I was trying to kick. I was trying to, I was trying to get straightened out. And I was staying at my mom's house... And I found a backpack with a with a needle in it that I'd you know that I'd used from a few weeks ago, and I was trying to figure out some way to get some kind of feeling. And uh, I found a bottle of brandy, um, and I just I just sucked up uh, a, a needle of brandy and injected a bottle of brandy. God damn! Yeah. So it's creative. It was stupid. It just it wasn't that. It wasn't. And then I I. Just went and like laid down. Did you down. get fucked up or just get pissed off? No, you got fucked up, but it just goes in. It's like quick. It doesn't linger. Yeah. You know, it happens really fast and then it goes away. And if you kept doing that, I mean, you're like speechless right now. I what am. You, this is so much. So many questions keep coming through my brain right now. That what's, on, what's there right now? Well, right, right there, <laughs> right now is how. <laughs> how? What was? Um, Okay, so when you say you wanted to start feeling something, yeah, what is it that you do today, the brighter side, right? What is it that you do today that gives you that feeling? Um, well, nothing, nothing gives me that particular. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's like heroin. Of course, no, of course. No, so I, I get that. Um, but you know, I'm a I'm a stand up comic, and I uh, I I pursue that, and I uh, I try to help other people, and I help other uh, I help other. Uh, drug addicts, you know, and that's kind of like one of the tenets of the recovery world is helping um, people that are in the same situation, trying to get them straightened out. That's some, that's something that I do, um, and I just kind of try to live honestly. And you know, there's nothing, nothing is you're ever going to have is going to do that. You know, so there's not, there's never just the one thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to go lift these weights and then uh, I'm going to get that same kind of buzz. It's the, in no. the aggregate, you're doing all these, di all these things in your life. You're helping people. You're doing stand up. You're, you're kind of taking ownership of your life and uh, collectively you kind of. Yeah. But I'm also happier and healthier mentally and, and emotionally that I don't physically. I, yeah. That I don't need to, um, 
have the best feeling ever artificially put in me. Like I'm okay, you know. I'm yeah. not like yeah. I don't wake up with fucking a hard on like wanting to take over the world and this is amazing and this new life I've been given. But I like I'm content, you know, and uh, and I don't miss um like uh, heroin heroin's cool and it feels great but um, having a roof over your head is the shit it's really good and um, you really can't you know you know yeah. can't beat that yeah it's, a, it's, it's, it's the kind of the, it's the best you know? do you not get hard in the morning <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, depends sorry, on which water you drink the night before <laughs> Well, Taylor actually runs uh, one of the uh, recovery houses. In yeah, New York. that's my day job. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Where at? It's in a, it's in the Upper West Side. So tell us about the recovery. Tell us about that 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 process. How did you start it, and and what was it like uh, going through up until today? Um, well, up until today, it was great. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, no, uh, I just I went I was in and out of treatment for um, a long time, and then and it never really uh, never really. Sp- kind of uh sunk its teeth into me and um and eventually i got to a place where i was just really really like about to die at any minute like really in bad shape and then i finally reached out for help for myself and then i i randomly ended up at this at this jewish rehab in in uh in los angeles i'm not jewish and i just ended up there somehow Mm -hmm. and it was like really long term and um i was there for almost 14 months and and but but you but you were allowed a lot of freedom like you could really like transition into like life there it wasn't like you were you know like they closed the gates and there's fucking you know nurse ratchet giving you your meds it was like super positive and you had a lot of freedom there and um like on the like on the third day and i was doing like recovery meetings and getting involved in that and all that shit and but then <laughs> like the third day this kid came downstairs and he's wearing a comedy club t-shirt and i was like are you a comic and uh he was like, well, you know, I'm a loser in a rehab. But at one time, uh, you know, years ago, I was doing stand-up in New York. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, then he asked me, then he asked if I did it. And I lied to him and said I had done it a few times. And uh, and he was like, oh, well, you want to you do an open mic? Like, there's one down the street. And I was like, yeah, totally, man. Like, we're, you know, oh. and, you know, it's very adorable. I and uh, <laughs> and then I started doing stand-up and I started working in a club and, so what'd you do? You had no material. You just went no. on stage and went. Uh, no, it's funny. There, I had um, on the way there. I told the guy like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd never done this before. I was just, I was, <laughs> I was lying to you." And uh, there was a couple guys there that were like super just stoner comics, man. Like you know, I don't know about you guys, but I like smoke a little weed before I do anything at all, you know. And yeah, and I just kind of, um. I just I don't remember what I said, but I kind of made fun of them for for wanting to be an to, for wanting to have an addiction problem, but yeah. not actually having one. Just being a pussy about kind it. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And um, and I got a few laughs, and I was like, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll try this again, you know. And uh, and that's it. That's that was you know six years ago. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. And Thank now you, you help. Hey. <laughs> That's great. And now you help kids going through the same sort of problem. Children, yes. Children. Yeah. How six young? Years, six years old and up. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I give them their drugs and I say, just use it responsibly. And I, uh, you know, so you I haven't do, used man. the six. I, You're a saint. <laughs> there's, that's a, that's a. You're teaching them how to, to not take The singer from Ministry has this really funny monologue on YouTube that you can find where he's shooting heroin and he's telling he's like he's screaming at the camera and he's saying he's joking but he's saying um, 
I give kids fresh needles because so they don't have to go, so they don't have to go and get them illegally. And he goes, and I haven't lost a six-year-old yet. <laughs> so some of the cases you help now, I mean, it's everything from like rich 18-year-olds to people that are just pulled off the street, right? Um, yeah, it's just, it's a recovery home. It's for mostly for people that are coming out of, like transitioning out of um, rehab. It's the best day job for a comedian I've ever had in my life. And five other comics work there. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? So it's a real, yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, and my friend owned this company in Los Angeles where they're like, who's opening up all these recovery homes. And then they kept getting these referrals from New York. Um, so they're like, well, why don't we just open one up in New York? And then they called me and they're like, hey, we're going to open up this place. And do you have anybody in mind that would be interested in, in this? And the only people that I knew that would, that were, were all sober comedians. So now it's just, it's just nothing but there's nine people on the staff and six six of them are comedians. That's pretty fucking so, great. Yeah, it's bizarre. Right? It's so weird. And so, what is your job exactly? What do you do there? Like, I manage the house. You so, like, the I house? so like it's kind of like a high level of care. Like, I have to take them to. I basically like preside over their day, kind of, and help facilitate whatever. Like going to psych appointments and outpatients World's and most clinicians. Ra. Sort of, yeah, yeah, and then like. You know, uh, making sure that they're kind of like showing up to stuff and waking them up and getting them. Um, you know, I run a, I run a, like there's like a little like morning kind of group and then we chores and shit like that. And then mm -hmm. I just go, and it's a lot of just like hanging out and talking and shooting the shit with guys. You yell at them when they slack it on their bullshit. Um, not not. I mean, you can kind of you can call them out, but it's kind of, you kind of have to be a little more. Like you can't just rip their head off, you know. Yeah. Um, Be a more positive influence than yeah, like more finesse, you yeah. know. Yeah, like which I'm, which I'm still learning about. You know, it's it's like it's super complicated, and it's it's not, um, it's uh, like when somebody says "fuck you" to me, it doesn't happen all the time, but when that does happen, it's it's counterintuitive for me to just be like, "Hey, man, I know what you're going through," and. Uh, you know, I, I've been there too, you know? Like, I want to be like, dude, fuck you, you know? But you, you can't just, <laughs> you yeah, can't just do that all day long. Affect a positive yeah. change yeah, yeah. in these kids' It's lives. been great. It's been like a really good, um, it's really got me stabilized in New York and allowed me to, the, the, the company's owned by two of my best friends. One of them I met on Skid Row, the guy I told, the guy that I mentioned earlier. And so like, if I have gigs, um, it's just really easy. It's like the best day job ever for a comic. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. It's fantastic. So your friend was a guy you met during your years when you were you were doing drugs. One of them, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have relationships with people that you had then that you have now that were kind of like maybe in trouble then that you've mended? A lot. Of, I mean, a lot of my friends that I, a lot of the guys I grew up with were were drug addicts. I mean, I just kind of birds of a feather, you know. And most of them are either most of them are doing pretty good. There's guys that there's guys that sobered up there's guys that aren't there's one there's guys that are dead there's but most most of them are kind of got their life straightened out which is like which is pretty like statistically that's pretty amazing um but this guy he was like the only friend i ever made like on the streets you know and he's uh yeah he's he's doing great <laughs> he's doing awesome <laughs> I hey christian that. who's the other fella uh a guy i met in rehab yeah, uh, that started that he's the other guy one of the other guys that started the company and then another guy that I used to see who used to give me rides home to my, re, my to my the sober living I was living in in Panorama City just to be nice he's the other guy that opened up the place that's awesome man and yeah. they um, and they how they they get is it the only one that they own or is there no they have eight houses? they have eight houses yeah 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 and so they charge the, rent 
Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't just charge rent. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You have to pay. You pay. How much is it to stay there for uh, like a year? Like if you had to go clean up. Um, <clears throat> this particular place costs a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah like okay. a, a lot. Right. I think insurance like helps out. For, paying yeah. for all the. Well, this all this also isn't. Um, Jesus. Um. This. Uh. Thank you. This isn't a rehab. It's a. Uh, it's like a. It's like a aftercare kind of situation. Oh, okay. you know what I mean. What's the difference between? I guess rehab is more like take these pills and don't do drugs. Think, no, re- rehab is like uh, you know you wake up at seven in the morning and then uh, from nine to eleven you do this and from eleven to twelve you do this and then it's lunchtime. And then there's another group. Then there's a processing group. Then there's all day long. That's all you do is just processing group therapy. And then afterwards, you go to a 12-step meeting at night, and then you come home and you go to bed, and then you do it all over again. That's every day. Oh, wow. This is yep. more like, um, so I got a little job. I'm working at this restaurant, and, um, okay, I'm, I'm, go- I'm hitting my meetings, and I got this going. And uh, it's like more like, okay, you're out of the initial, like, you're about to die. You need help. And now you're kind of transitioning into being like- Real a, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the bridge between the real world and rehab. And rehab, yeah, nice. yeah. It's, it's purgatory. You know? Sam, Sam, can you check and see how many people are checked into rehab in this country right now? I will look I think into there's that a for lot. Mm-hmm. And then at least fifty. There, <laughs> <laughs> there are so many different kinds of avenues to get into rehab, right? There's your alcoholics, there's your heroin addicts, there's your coke addicts. There's yeah, your, they're all the same though. They're all the, okay. So that was kind of my question: is like, how do you differentiate? Do you is the approach the same for everybody? Um, I mean. Do heroin addicts walk around like they own the joint? So, totally. I was yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah. No, they. Uh, oh, big yeah, horse addict. Sure. Here we go. Yeah. Has somebody ever They're checked like the, in because they were in, in like cough medicine and people laughed at him? Listen, heroin chic, you can't be the race car when we play Monopoly. <laughs> Back was, off. There was a. Oh, I was in detox one time and there was this guy that was I like my my little my little roommate in the detox was this really hardcore street kid heroin addict. And uh, like punk rock, fucking tatted up, mm-hmm. little twenty-two-year-old little shit. And he was really right. funny and cool. And uh, so we're like these two, like we think we're cool. We think we're the kings of the fucking loser colony, you know. And um, we're smoking outside, and this new guy comes in, and he looks really good. Like he looks like he's in shape, and and um, so he's like, "So what are you in? What this, this is what this is how it looks." You, you, you walk into a detox, and everyone's like, "So what are you coming off of?" You know, and it's just dope, methadone, you know, uh, crack, whatever. And then we, so the, he goes, uh, "We all say what we're coming off of," and then we, we go, "What about you?" And he's like, "Ambien," and um, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, you were you were taking a lot of Ambien?" He was like, "Yeah, like." Like fifty or whatever the number he said, and there was like this long pause, and then the junkie like scumbag kid was just like, "Why?" <laughs> like with with such spite, he hated him so much. He had such little respect. But what I found really though is like um, everybody kind of has their their thing, you know. Everybody, yeah. um, you know, I. My mom does. My mom's not a drug addict or an alcoholic. She uh, she can't stop buying shit on QVC and returning it or whatever. People, yeah. uh, people are addicted to scratch off tickets or eating ice cream or everybody's I just. I fucking love ice cream. Yeah, me too. I'm bit, that's my new thing. <laughs> Ed, I've been meaning to talk to you about the ice cream problem you have. But it's I just had a like, whole bunch the other night. I don't know when you like. Oh, so you like in the old days? I'd look down on the, like the Ambien guy, what a dickhead. But now I'm like. 
All right, so you're just like another lost guy trying to find your way, and you stumbled upon like an unconventional way to, you know, ambient. That's weird, but ambient. like, so whatever. hard to do that. I've never, drug. T- I've never even taken it. That's ah. like someone in the Coast Guard trying to explain that they're hard to someone in the yeah, Marines. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. <laughs> I did that one time on a flight, and I woke up, and I was like, this it was a mistake. I can't Why? feel ambient? any part of my body, but yet my mind was awake. So you get really, dis- you like disassociate in a Completely way, right? Completely like, bizarre. And t- this is what Tiger Woods would do. He would take Ambien and stay awake on it and, and have sex with women on the Ambien. And that was like his fucking... He would get him rock hard. I can't his even. Juju. You couldn't love that. That's shit. What, that, that was his thing. How could you find your penis when you're on the Ambien? I, I don't know. even know where my hands were when I was on Ambien. That's he's a, a very focused man. Yeah, that's true, Ed. He it's is funny super this, focused. Because meth is more of like considered like the sex drug. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Uh, that does completely the opposite. Yeah, what's of the, the best drug to fuck on? Uh, meth is pretty insane, dude. Meth is insane. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Meth is. I've done meth a couple times and I yeah. really liked it. And I was like, you know what? I really like this drug, so I'm just gonna break up with a boyfriend that's selling it and uh, well, not do it. The first time I did meth, I jacked off for four days. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four days straight. Yeah. Oh my four god. Days with like Gatorade breaks. Gator. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every time I end up doing some weird ecstasy, I end up having to jerk off by myself till seven or eight o'clock in the next morning. I don't want to do I'm, anything for four days. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, you know. I don't want to see you doing anything for four days. You would think that yeah. going into it, but things change, you know. Absolutely. And then, what was the worst drug you you were just like? Was there ever a drug that you were just like, this was a mistake? Um. I think it's more like like combinations will fuck with me. You okay. Know, like, um, uh, I I dropped out of college because I thought I had full blown AIDS, and I completely convinced myself that I had full blown AIDS based on a nightmare hallucination thing that I had when um, I was on mushrooms and and then I did a bunch of coke, and uh, I had a chest pain for like two years that, um, basically I I was in a I was in the emergency room telling them that I had AIDS and I was dying. Uh, and this is like a, a month or two after that the initial like episode with the coke and the mushrooms. That was really a huge mistake. Opiates with pot is gr- gross to me. Wow, I can never. That seems that. like double double down. Yeah, that's that. that's I can't do that. Uh, I can't do any of it really. We're anyone, right. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we got. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that, that, that. But like as far as like. What there, you, is there any single drug that I just won't touch? Like, can't really think of one to be honest. Do you? What about the argument? There's always a lot of people that I find that are just like, yeah, man. Like, I don't do anything that's not fucking coming from the earth, bro. Oh, so well, well then that then you can keep cocaine, heroin, um, everything comes from the earth. That's that's this. Instead, this is why this is the issue. Yeah. I think this is what I wanted to bring up. Is that it all ends up coming from the yeah, earth? Yeah, and just, the earth is super violent. <laughs> yeah, lava comes from the earth. <laughs> Drink it, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, it's a, it's a pretend. It's if you're over the age of twenty two and you're you're spouting that off, ugh, like it's a trouble. You need to fucking get a grip and grow up. Because Pump the brakes. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to be like that. It's cool. Like I get it. Like being that guy when you're seventeen, you know. But it's like, okay. It's like if you're 12 and you're obsessed with the doors, you are on track to be a really cool grown up. 
All right. If you're 35 and you're obsessed with the doors, yeah. you are an undeniable jerk off. <laughs> There's nothing more true ever spoken. I so, totally. That's crazy. What, so, so if you're if you're 30 and you're like, man, fucking, I only do that stuff that's just of the. What, I just I can't. Wait, how did you? Where did you discover that thing about the doors? Because everyone I, knows that Jim really? Morrison's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. I, but not when, when you're when, when you're when I was twelve. He's I, a genius. Yeah, I yeah. used to love him when I was yeah. a kid, but I don't know what happened. I was just like, I don't really like the doors anymore. He's retarded. No, you it realize that makes he's just sense. A, you realize that he's just a drugged out nothing. You yeah. know that just he was he was a great performer. You know, but yeah. just as far as his like. Ghosts crowd the child's fragile eggshell mind. Fuck off yeah. with that, you know? Whipping Once you get any sense out. of humor. Yeah, you know? Miami. Just like, that's just like a man on drugs who whipped his dick out in Miami. Like, that's all that was. It wasn't like a statement. You know? there, there are, there yeah, are that's dudes. like Ben Kissel doing stand up during the dark years. There are, there are dudes right now, like in Rikers, scooping beans and a, and a chow hall that are. 9,000 times deeper mentally than Jim Morrison. You know, yeah. he's just a fucking, he's just a teen idol that on acid. Yeah. You know? Just always with a shirt off. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I loved as a kid. I was like, oh, he's so sexy. Num, 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 num. He's and Justin, then, he's just, he's Justin Bieber he with, uh, on shrooms. In Tallahassee, we had the house that he lived in and every uh, Halloween, they'd have a Halloween party that was all mushrooms and acid and everyone would like dress like the wall. Oh, he was, yeah, he was, from, he was from Tallahassee and then he moved to Virginia and then he moved to Los Angeles. I've read his book. I've yeah, read yeah, the yeah, autobiography. Yeah, yeah. I am embarrassed to say that. Did you, but. did you ever spend any time in the slammer? No, no, nothing, nothing serious. I got arrested twice, but I never did it. I never did any and, serious jail time, which is, I'm, I, which is pretty... I'm pretty fortunate. Yeah, that's very fortunate. With I have a lot of friends that have done, you know, that weren't, you know, I'm like the only one of my friends that never, never like went to jail, like for a, oh my God. a pretty significant period. And at the house that you run, are there people that come in with um, records that have spent time in yeah, prison? Yeah, but that, that you have it's, to... it's, it's, it's a lot of young guys. Like the first rehab I ever went to, I was the only guy in the entire place that had neither been in prison nor had AIDS. Whoa. I was the only person. So... Um, this the, the place that I work at now is super um, is really um, like the golden pony. It's young guys. It's 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 a lot of 21, 22 year olds, and they haven't necessarily like had the time the, like, to fuck up their life a little yeah. more. Which you know sometimes sometimes you know sometimes you need to like smoke meth for ten years before you get caught and go to jail. You know, it just yeah. It's kind of a weird question, but would you advocate? I guess you wouldn't advocate any of this, but I mean. Do you think it's better to kind of fuck up a really badly earlier in your life? Or I don't, is it I don't advocate for non-drugs. I don't. I'm not like anti-drug. If you do drugs and it works for you, go for it. Do it forever. I would do it too if um, if I could. I can't. You know. So um, I, it's not like I'm anti. I'm anti-drugs for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. personally. So are we. But like, if if like mm -hmm. sometimes people will ask me like, you know, my 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 nephew is. Uh, He's 17 and he's been smoking pot. What do you think I should do? And I'm just like, let him smoke pot. Yeah. What you what, you want to fucking will him into? Um, you know, you want to will him to his knees where he's asking God to save his life. It's not gonna, you know, just let him do his thing. It'll you know? probably make it worse if you just took it all away and like this is terrible and you're horrible. He's, he's then he's gonna then he's gonna go do cocaine. Yeah, my parents didn't fuck with me at all when I was um, when I they caught me doing pot once. They like grounded me for like a week and then I was I was allowed to smoke pot after that. How old were you? Uh, I was 
16, 17. Yeah, 17. yeah. Once you get to that age, it's like you're going to do what you're going to do. And, and once I was 18, I was just like, yeah, I smoke pot. And you deal with that, parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mother found my drug box. And she looked at me and she's like, Sina, I found something. And she I, was, go, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Mom, we have a hookah in the house that I grew up in as a child. You think I don't know what y'all smoked out of it? And she's like, Sina, I just want you to be safe. I was like, I'm that bad of a kid, Mom. Everything's going to shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Are you so you're so you're uh, Persian? Yeah, I'm Iranian. Yeah, Jew or uh, Muslim? Uh, neither. My parents were Muslim, and then all the crazy shit that happened in the Middle East, uh, they kind of. I'm sorry for asking the question. No, please don't be sorry. <laughs> I'm from. I mean, I you know I. Yeah, you in L. A. Oh, the ones. Oh, we're you, a different you, breed no, out but there. You can, you can feel you can feel comfort in knowing that they were Jews. Yeah, so you're exactly. off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah, those were, they were. And I never knew that until one day I came to sell my stolen goods. And they were they were nowhere to be found, and I started calling them, and they wouldn't they wouldn't pick up the phone. I just kept calling them and calling them and calling them, and then finally they answered the phone. And they were like, uh, "It's Yom Kippur." Yeah, and I was like, "You're fucking Jewish." <laughs> I've known you. And then so it was Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. They couldn't they couldn't uh, buy any stolen merchandise till after two p.m. That was the- <laughs> oh, so Persian. I, I love it. That's they very are Jewish a different too. breed out That's there, great. man. I mean, my parents denounced a long time ago and stuff. Like yeah, they were, they were they got out. Yeah, they got out, and, and they tried to practice to stay Muslim for a while, but then it was just like something went terribly wrong over there. Nothing worked out, and, uh, you know, when religions use as a vehicle of oppression, they yeah. weren't too happy about How does your that. mom feel about burqas? Oh, she, whenever she sees a woman with a burqa on, she gets super fired up to the point where I need to, like, actually tell her, hey, mom, you can't go over to that person and tell her that she's crazy and stupid and she shouldn't be doing she that. She hit my her. neighborhood. Yeah. Where's that? I live on Steinway and Dittmar's yep. right by like, you know, yep. little, There's a lot of whatever burkas. it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that's like, that's like little, little Egypt area. Yeah. It's not like it's crawling with people totally closed, but like with the face, faces covered and stuff. But there's, there is a little bit of that. I never understood why, um, like if God is going to make you cover your face and he's not even, he's just going to leave you a little slit to see through and he's not going to let you have any kind of identity and he's that mean, like why does he even give you eye holes? Well, that's the, but, but the thing really with what? the with the burkas is is it's about the men. It's it's a social policy, right? The the beginning chapters of the of the Quran were the Mecca chapters that were given from uh, Gabriel, and there were all these about like let's unify Saudi Arabia. Then the other chapters were about Medina, about the social policy, and it was all this like weird shit where it's just like men are dogs. They will rape all the women. They will constantly have boners and always want to fuck you. So you always need to be covered. They're right, though. They're animals over there. But here's the thing, though. But they, but they, <laughs> they, they cover up, and then they're still animals. It's my not going to change the animals. They all look like pa- the Pac-Man ghosts. Yeah, my, don't you do a spoof of that? Mom, the, guy, the guy getting chased <laughs> by all the women in burkas. <laughs> Bald guy. He's like a real sexy Iranian <laughs> man. And he's just he's like, <laughs> hey. It was like my, my mom would literally break off someone's penis, I think. She would punch someone in the face and like break their penis yeah. off. So she didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Well, if you're raped over there, that's your fault. Yeah, it is. It is. Shame on you for getting raped. Shame on you. Shame on you. Well, how do you not get raped? Like, what's the what's the like, what's, their ans- what's their answer? Like, well, you should have done that. Like, Prayed what is harder? No, yes. you, yeah, really? you, you, or been more pure? Yeah, yeah. much exactly right. You should have been more pure. You should not have invited it because men are dumb apes and they will just do whatever they can. Women should be the most. 
you know, uh, idealized version of what we think women should be all the time. Amen. Now, what do what they do to men who got raped? Oh, they high five. That doesn't. That does. That phenomenon does not exist. No. Yes, no? it does. That it phenomenon does. does not exist. What about that? <laughs> that phenomenon does not exist. What about, what about those little? That dance phenomenon dance? does not exist. Those little Af- <laughs> Have you seen a documentary about the little Afghanistan dancing boys? No. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's on HBO. Oddly enough, that does not come up on my Netflix queue. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's there anymore. Just, okay. just Google it. I just Google. Yeah. Just just Google um, Afghani Afghani child dancing boy, oh, and boy. Uh, it should uh, it should pop uh, up. Google's gonna love my search results. Well, uh, wealthy people love little boys. Uh, that was a big. I know we're getting way off topic. No, sorry. Yeah, let's do it. In fact, the Sandusky scandal in the nineties. There was a D. A agent that went missing, and they just don't go missing. You just yeah. don't have a DA. They know where he is. They I love. I love. I'm obsessed with Jerry Sandusky. It's fucking crazy. It's and insane the, what that cocksucker did. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, insane. I think that he sold. He was even selling younger boys to higher, higher elites, and like putting them in planes and like them fuck in the airspace. What's the thing that you guys? Uh, Dan Saint Germain was telling me about the thing that. He's like all the murder fist guys are obsessed with this thing that happened in Nebraska with the cover up. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the some politician had like a little boy sex ring and then it got uh, oh the Franklin cover up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I love all that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sandusky's uh, totally a part of it, man. Oh yeah, it's really? A, it's a, yeah. He had he was running the child prostitution ring with all these underprivileged children, and it's fucking nuts. How do you bring that up at like a booster party? How do you? Uh, you that's what I, mean? what I was saying. Like, where do they with. meet? And I love the thing that I, I love about him is somebody, is somebody that played football for so many years, and um, is that not only was he uh, a, a college football coach, he was one of the best that ever did it. He was so fucking good. He knew how to motivate. He taught. Uh, LeVar. <laughs> <laughs> he made linebacker, LeVar Arrington linebacker an animal. You linebacker, you. Yeah. Penn, that's you know. It's fucking. I don't nuts. know. This me and me and Ed could have our own little. I mean, I growing up in growing up in Pittsburgh and Penn oh, State yeah. was a was an institution and everyone would talk about it and you grow up you watch the Rose but you watch all these fucking things. Now that, that you mentioned, it, I can kind of hear it a little bit. You can hear my Pittsburgh accent. A little, I think so. Like a, All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming to the, listen to the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. No, he's. I'm got gonna it. have to go do some speech classes again. He lets young slip out every once in a while. Yeah, ten. Yes. But I, I think what's amazing about all that stuff is that when it happened, everyone back home was like, I "Can't believe this happened, man." Fucking Sandusky. I knew that guy, man. He wasn't so <laughs> bad, man. He wasn't, so bad. he wasn't so bad because he did football. Though he was, I had a, a I had a, I have a, um, I, I guess I'll say I have a child molester in my family. Really, yeah. me too. Yeah, by yeah. Mar- by marriage, Uncle Fred, and he was he was I never met him. He died when I was like one years old, and um, hammer to the head. No, he just I, I forget what it was, but he was a he was a urologist to the stars oh. in Beverly Hills, and he did uh, he did Ronald Reagan's vasectomy. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was. Uh, he That's was, an old one. That's an old guy. Yeah, and he was a child molester. And uh, I bring him up at every family function. I just can't. I can't help it. I got can't, it. Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. Oh man, I just would have been so. I mean, you know, We're I'm just, grateful that we are all here to, yeah. together. But I just can't help but think it'd be so much more special if 
old Unky Fred was here. <laughs> <laughs> what? How he would be handling that drumstick? I, I don't know. In the know. name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this one goes out to you, Uncle Fred. I mean, I bring up 9-11 at Thanksgiving, so I don't know. That's a little different, I guess. Yeah, you got a You've got a molester in the family? I got a couple. My granddad was a big child molester. And really? I wasn't allowed to play with him as a kid. And I was like, why, Mom? And she's like, I'll tell you when you're older. And she told me. And it's because he molested everybody in the family. Was it her dad? It was her father. Wow. He would straight up rape her sisters. Wow. What That's the fuck? Awful. Amber, this is like three things from your childhood that you said to us tonight that are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's in, that's incredible. Yeah, he's a pre- he was a preacher too. Really? Oh, yeah. fuck, man. What religion? Southern Baptist minister. All right, so you're Is not safe alive? over there either, people. No, he's dead. Thank Aww. God. He died. But everybody's kind different? of like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is that different than Catholic? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't look at me like I'm like they're I'm, allowed to fuck women. Don't look at me like I'm still fuck boys. Don't look at me like I'm snorting <laughs> heroin. Okay. Uh, snor- don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, uh, Southern Southern Baptist preacher. Southern Baptist. You yeah, can't, yeah. Women can't wear pants to church, ideally ever. No music. No drinking. I want to be a foist lover. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to. Do, I don't know how to do that, Mississippi. Oh, like the. Um, all right, y'all. We're gonna talk about the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think is weird. There's never. Uh, you never meet a homosexual pedophile that's a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that likes to. That makes it. so much sense. Nobody's. Yeah. Nobody's ever. Nobody ever wants to take it from. No one wants to think about that. So be no. nice to your bottoms, people. They're good people. They stand up. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> So, uh, who, how many other molesters do you have in your family, Amber? Oh, I got a cousin um, who's about my age, but in high school, he was babysitting these two five-year-old boys. What? And he would say things like, oh, I teach them how to masturbate. And I was like, wait a minute, that's really weird. And then he would, Why tell, would he tell you. I don't know. You I gotta don't get know that why. off your chest. You gotta, you know, you <laughs> gotta tell uh, people. He was, maybe he was proud of them. Maybe proud of him. He's teaching these boys how to masturbate. And he always said he went skinny dipping with them. And it just got a little too weird. So I told some adults, as you do, as yeah. you should. And they, I told my parents, and my parents never told anybody. Oh. And they're like, no, no, let's just keep it a secret. Or we don't want to get this out. They're like and, Joe Paternos. Yeah. And then, of course, it eventually did get out. And then he said that I ruined his life and that I made him sound like a child molester. And I'm like, you molested those boys. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just taught them. What's the problem? Yeah, the family still blames me for ruining his life because he can't get a job. He's Oh, he he's a he's like in the computer? Yeah. Have you do you have the sex offender locator app on your iPhone? Oh, I don't shit. have it on my oh, iPhone. It's hours of fun. It is. It's, I love wow. doing it. Yeah. I found out a uh this uh kid I grew up with, his dad was uh, molested a bunch of kids. I slept over his house. He never molested really? you? No, he liked little girls. Oh, oh good for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the good. Yeah, ones. I don't like the, I don't like the gay molesters. No. <laughs> I, I like him. I like how God That's intended. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I met a guy the other night who said, uh, I don't know why he said this. He's a male model, total piece of shit, and he said, I like women totally shaved down there because it's very youthful. And I was like, you're a fucking pedophile, man. Yeah, yeah. it cleans the adjective uh, you, you use to get away with saying you like yeah. it. Yeah, but also, uh, wh- 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 where, was he, uh, where was he from? I don't know. I just made up an accent. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that's like, I, I think that's like, if you took a poll, right, 
that would be like 80% of men would say that out loud. Really? I think so. A Just lot of them. total shave? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's... I, mean, I don't know. I like a nice racing stripe. I don't mind I the like shave. I like that too. Yeah. I like that too. I'm Race. down for whatever, you know. I don't know. Sometimes if it gets crazy, it's a New York summer, guys. It's like, you know, uh, you know, do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Make a racing stripe. No, yeah. I'm with you. I, I like that too. But yeah. like that and then totally shaved is like still kind of like... Totally Great. shaved is disgusting. No, I, I you like it. You look like a baby, like a baby pussy. I don't look at baby pussies, so I, that's not like on my mind when I <laughs> yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, look, I can see all of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like <laughs> it's all right there. Yeah. Oh, look, it's all there. Now my nose is all in it, so it's fine. Oh, I man. don't mind. You're, yeah. you're, your face is down in there. It's just more of just like what's going to scratch you and yeah. stuff just like that. Just don't look like my mom in the 80s going to Raging Waters. Jesus and Christ. <laughs> and, and we'll be I fine. saw her there. Yeah, she's uh, out of control. What's the most fucked up pussy you've ever seen on drugs? Oh, God damn it, Amber. That's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I. What do you want me to do? You want me to describe yeah. the actual? Describe oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've <laughs> he just once just you... so people at home know he, he just like, he just his wiped like... his face with his hands with both hands. Um, heroin takes away your sex drive completely. Um. Uh, completely uninterested in that. But um, God, when I was when I was okay, this is awful. I'm gonna just gonna <laughs> say it out loud. When I was. <laughs> I was smoking. I was on meth one time, and somebody told me about a, a, a woman in Fontana. Fontana, if if you know anything about Southern California, it's no just, idea. it's it's nasty. Okay, it's <laughs> desert. It's never not 120 degrees. Um, it's just extremely. It's right by Death Valley or whatever. Breaking Bad. You know. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It's an it's an hour and 15 minutes east of um los angeles and so it's in a fucking desert yeah yeah it's nasty and somebody told but my mom my my parents live like the halfway point from downtown la to there they live like in this little neighborhood all right um so it wasn't i wasn't like uh i didn't come i didn't come from west la but somebody told me about this woman that just you all you had to do she was a tweaker and all you do you just knocked on her door and then she opened the door and sucked your dick and then sent you on your way um and she was awful to look at just absolutely like i i didn't have sex with her um but i did get a blowjob from her and uh it was on christmas eve 2004 oh, that's good you don't want to be alone on christmas eve no and then did i went home a gift I, no i went home and opened presents with my family oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god how was oh, the blowjob though she, well uh, uh tweakers are really dry mouthed no, no, they're like they're sex they're sex deviant like oh, psychopaths. Okay. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Like they're like like hit me harder. Like they're fucking crazy cra out there. That's what tweaker means. With, with no, the penis crystal, in the people, mouth, crystal, hit them. No, crystal meth addicts. Oh. People that are uh, uh, yeah. people addicted to crystal meth okay. are just sexually like insane yeah. a lot of times. So I'm sure it was great. I mean, it was long. It was many. It was ten years ago. You know, she's dead. Wow. She's probably doing well now. Yeah. She, Do you think she used to be a looker before she went to, to blowing every dude that knocked on her door? Um, I don't know. I think that uh, getting it a good look. At I it? think that she had been doing opening the door for a while. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah I yeah. think it had been a a lot of years of opening. Is this getting too weird? You I keep picture like a, the like no, a raggedy no, and doll, just no. like yeah. tied to a back of a truck. <laughs> I love where your mind goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's. Uh, and so that was Sarah. 
and uh, <laughs> I don't know what her is name her is. Last um, name? No, I don't. I don't know what her address? name is at all. Current. One time, uh, a, a couple of guys I was living with uh, had this. Uh, they called up a, a prostitute to come over and blow them, and she showed up, and she was fucking disgusting. Yeah, like, horrible. Like the grossest woman. They were like, we can't. And then they tried to send her back, and then the pimp wanted money for her anyway. And so they pay her anyway. And so then, yeah. she, then they like, since they paid her, they had her blow them. And, and then she came out, and she like, I was laying on the couch because I didn't want her to fucking steal anything. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I was just like out in the living room. And she kind of like pointed at me like I was like, 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 do you want one? I was like, just get out of here. <laughs> if you, if you, Don't <laughs> touch anything. I'm the Jew in the house. Back off. If you call a hooker over there, uh, if you call a hooker to your house at three in the morning, and she arrives. You can't just be like, "Well, you you need to go because you're not quite up to my standards." Like, yeah. you're, you're calling a hooker at three in the morning. They're yeah. not. What do you want? You're not. I was looking get, for more of a four. You're like a two. Yeah, you're I had to hold my buddy's dog because it wanted to fucking kill her. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this has been the brighter side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I think we discussed some stuff. Oh, right? we did. This was great. I, I'm so happy about all hey, this Yeah, I appreciate stuff. you coming out. you have anything you want to plug, man? I don't know. Uh, I can, I don't, what does this come out? Like in a week or what? so. week or well, two. I don't have anything. Oh, in Just follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ketchum. And, uh, How do you spell that? K-E-T-C-H-U-M. Uh, right. like Let me ask you a question. M. You ever hear of Orville Ketchum? No. He was this horror movie guy. He, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he was the bad guy in a bunch of like, you know, like. Is it uh, UM or AM or AM? There's uh, a difference. I don't know. Really? I don't, I don't know. I got to find out. But you kind of look like Orville him, too. Orville Ketchum. All right, I'll look him up. Yeah, Orville Ketchum. It was like a bikini, uh, like slaughterhouse shit, stuff like that. I, 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 I don't know. I think him. he might be a, a random family member of yours. I'm not. I'm, Is he uh, alive? I don't know. Send him an email. Uh, it's UM. Oh, yeah. it's UM. Let's you, see a picture of I'm him. I'm actually, quick. I'm actually supposed to be EM, but my 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 grandpa when he went to the navy, they misspelled his name. Oh, and, yeah, you do. And you do look, look at this like guy. You telling me he, this guy isn't related? Oh to you God, that does, <laughs> that's so. A, it's hard. It's it's. Similarity. It hurts me to say this, but yes, I totally. Uh, I totally. Oh, he's not that bad. He's just kind of yeah. old. No, no, no. He, but he was like the big crazy he's what, dude. That's me in in 25 years though. We gotta get you for. some horror movies, yeah, bro. Yeah. You're missing your calling. That's it. it, guys. This has been the brighter side. Thank you so much for coming yeah, by, anytime, buddy. Man. It was great. I really appreciate it. We'll have Thank you on you. to talk about normal life next time. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thank you, bro. I appreciate everything. Uh, Cena, John, SJ, Good, Boop. Amber Smelson. Sam, thank you so much. And to take us out this week, we're going to listen to Hello, Old Friend by Eric Clapton. I always uh, thought this song, uh, eh, it's definitely about relapsing. So let's uh, listen to it. And we can't. Uh, we're not allowed to play it on the show, so go to YouTube and listen to it there. All right? Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourselves. Call your mother. She misses you. And if she's dead, call your father. And if they're both dead, yeah, call your aunt or something. Don't snort it. <laughs>
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.